It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked on Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Man, I hope you have enjoyed this week of podcasts. We've had a eventful week. Locked on NL Central crossover for the first three days. And then Lance McAllister yesterday. Today, it's just me and you. We're going to talk about a player focus episode. Today's all about Trevor Bauer. I thought we'd get one more in. While Okay, so technically he's a free agent, but before everything uh, changes, before he becomes a member of another team, we're going to get the Trevor Bauer focus out today. So that's all about today's podcast. Before we get to all of that, though, make sure that you are subscribed. I've got plenty more awesome plans coming this offseason between interviews, throwback Thursdays, and all of the news and transactions and everything that's going to happen 
this off season. You're not going to want to miss any of it. So subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow at Locked On Reds. And check out LockdownReds.com. Trying to get that a little bit more active. Clay Snowden's done a really good job of writing articles for us over the season. And I just wrote an article about non-tender candidates. Three guys that I think the Reds could part ways with. Uh, and save a little bit of money, and not for the sake of saving money, but for making moves later on. We'll talk about that more in depth next week. All that good stuff at LockdownReds.com. All right, so let's talk about Trevor Bauer. I mean, we th- this guy had an absolutely amazing season. If he's not handed the Cy Young Award on November 11th, then there is no justice in Major League Baseball. Okay. That might be a little bit dramatic, and we probably already know that that's the case because the man leading Major League Baseball is a bit of, uh, yeah, he's not really that cool, but let's talk about the presumptive, and for my money, the Cy Young Award winner for your Cincinnati Reds. Trevor Bauer had an amazing, amazing season. I mean, we all know the season statistics in which he compiled an ERA of 1.73. The highest point that his ERA got to was after his start on August 29th, when it was at 2.13. That's the highest it got all year long. He was absolutely phenomenal. He had an amazing amount of strikeouts at 100 in 11 starts. Now, I'm no mathematician, but if you extrapolate that out to an entire full season of starts, give him, you know, like maybe double the amount of starts he's got, or maybe even just 10 more starts, he's getting a lot of strikeouts. But really, the most impressive thing, there is twofold, because it, it all goes into the walks plus hits per innings pitched statistic, whip. He had a .79 whip which means not even one base runner per inning. It all folded into 5.1 hits per nine and 2.1 walks per nine. An absolutely phenomenal statistic when you factor in the fact he had 12.3 strikeouts per nine. Just absolutely amazing year for him. If you're into ERA plus 276, That's crazy. He led the major leagues in complete games and shutouts, which, yeah, you might say one of those was a seven-inning shutout, but I don't care. He got two of them. That's how the statistics say. Give the man the Cy Young Award. And, I mean, he spawned a whole bunch of different T-shirts. If you go to Cincy Shirts, my favorite T-shirt that I currently own, the Bauerweiser T-shirt, just absolutely phenomenal. Going to miss him because I, I really think... And I don't want to dampen the spirit here. We're celebrating the fact. In fact, you know what? We're not even going to get into that. I'm stopping myself. Stop. Stop right there, Jeff. Stop. We're not, we're not talking about what's happening in the future. We're celebrating 2020 for the man, Trevor Bauer, the ace of the staff in 2020. I remember coming into this season. It was a lot of people's hot take that Anthony D. Sclafani would be better than Trevor Bauer. Now, part of that was he had that uh, really lackluster 2019 after coming over from the Indians. Everybody was like, oh boy, the Reds overpaid for this guy. He looks no, no better than Matt Harvey or Homer Bailey the last couple of years. But boy, he turned it around in 2020. 
And if you're looking to turn your snack game around, I got the perfect idea. It's called Built Bar. If you don't have any right now, I urge you to go to BuiltBar.com. I got a promo code for you too, Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off of whatever you put in your cart at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar has amazing flavors like Cherry Barcia. You got all the chocolate flavors, all the fruit flavors. You even got mint chocolate brownie, all that good stuff. Check it out at BuiltBar.com. They've also got Built Go, which is like an energy gel, kind of like a pre-workout type thing. It's also got a ton of vitamin B12. So maybe if you've had a really good party night the night before, you want to recover a little bit. That's a nice, uh, nice thing to have in your back pocket. But Built Bar is super healthy when it comes to their protein bars because they taste like candy bars, but they don't hit you like candy bars do. They've only got four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, and sometimes up to 16 grams of protein. That's transforming your snack game to a level not before seen. So go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com in the promo code locked on. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I think it's without question that when we look back in a couple of years at the 2020 season, the first thing we're going to remember is Trevor Bauer and the amazingness that he presented to us Reds fans on the mound. In fact, it was a stark difference. I mentioned 2019 was very frustrating for him after coming over from the Indians in 56 and a third innings pitched. In a Reds uniform in 2019, dude had a 6.39 ERA. Maybe you've uh, forgotten that number. That was something that everybody was talking about this past offseason because they're like, what is this guy? Did the Reds get anything good in him? Is he going to be a liability? What's going to happen? Now we're talking about him possibly winning the Cy Young. Started from the bottom, now we're here. In fact, when you look at those 56 and a third innings that he gave the Reds in 2019, he had 19 walks. In 73 innings in 2020, he had 17 walks. So yeah, I know, shortened season, he you know would not have been able, he only had one more start in all of 2020 than he did as a Red in 2019. Nevertheless, he still had two less walks in 2020. Just speaks to how good of a year he had. And when you look at uh, some of the breakdowns on his statistics for the year, it's, it's interesting to note, and this just is another point of evidence in my fight against pitcher win-loss totals being anything that anyone cares about. In games in which the other team scored more than one, that's right, if they scored more than one run against Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer actually lost that game. All of the games that he won, he allowed one or less earned runs. And in fact, there were a couple of those games that he got no decisions on. 
his four losses came in games when he allowed four runs, three runs, four runs, and two runs. That's why pitcher win-loss record. Just another point against the validity of that statistic. It's kind of nice to see, okay, well, he pitched whenever the Reds won this many games, but it's just it's kind of, I don't know, it, I don't uh, put any credence behind it because he himself was phenomenal. He just didn't get the run support. He had to keep it to one earned run or less. And, of course, we all have a very vivid memory of wildcard game number one in which he pitched a shutout before getting pulled out and got a no decision because that's just how the playoffs went for the Reds. And we're not going to go too far into that because we all uh, we know how disappointing that was. But one more statistic, and I'm not just going to keep throwing numbers at you here, I promise. We'll talk about some other things about Trevor Bauer here in just a minute, but one other statistic that jumps out at me. Real quick, what game did he throw the lowest amount of total pitches in a game? That was a seven-inning complete game shutout against the Royals on August 19th. He only threw 97 pitches. In fact, that was the only start in which he threw less than 100 pitches, that just goes to show you that if uh, the game would have went to extra innings, I think he probably would have pitched the eighth because he was on fire that day. But there's some validity to the fact that they count that as a complete game. Yeah, you know, it's only seven game, it's only seven innings and all that stuff. That's not a complete game. It should be nine innings. But as good as he was pitching, he could have pitched nine innings. And I, love, I remembered on that day, too, that uh, Mo Egger tweeted – that he was pitching so well, why not let him pitch the first two innings of game two so that we could say he pitched nine innings on that day? I don't know. That would have been fun to see, but he provided even far more memories than just the numbers because we'll be able to look back on the numbers years from now and remember some certain things about them. The first thing that we're going to remember is his final start of the regular season. On three days rest, he goes to Milwaukee, goes up against Milwaukee at Great American and pitches eight amazing innings. And all of the gifs or gifs or whatever that come out of that because of the swagger, the the walk that he had, the Conor McGregor walk off the mound and the different things that he did to celebrate strikeouts, just all of the stuff that went into that game, the emotion and the fire, the, the things that you saw during that performance, you knew this dude was just going to will the Reds to that victory. A much, sorry, must win game. And Trevor Bauer shows out probably his best performance of the season. In fact, uh, if you put a whole lot of credence into the Bill James game score to statistic for pitchers, for you know, specifically for starting pitchers, that was his second best pitching performance. His first was the seven and two thirds innings he gave the Reds at Wrigley Field, which garnered a game score of 83. His performance against the Brewers at Great American garnered a game score of 81. But as far as memories from the season of 2020, that's definitely going to be probably in the top three. Might be my number one memory as I kind of sit back and really distill them all together, try to figure out which one's the top one. That's definitely up there on September 23rd whenever he just shut down Milwaukee, staring down guys as he struck them out and just overpowered them. On the mound, absolutely phenomenal moment for the Reds and for all of us Reds fans in 2020. 
So what's the future hold for Bauer here in Cincinnati? I'm not sure. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not bullish on his chances to return. I think I've kind of tried to impart that to all of you as we, we talk about going into this offseason. That's probably going to be the number one disappointment that we have to deal with. How do the Reds come back from that? How do they fill out their rotation without Trevor Bauer? Because I believe he's probably going to get a whole lot of money to go pitch somewhere else. I love the articles coming out about how happy he's been here, though, and how much he loves pitching and working with Derek Johnson, how much he loves the pitching staff with Castillo and Gray and Malley and Miley and Disco and all the guys in the bullpen, all that different stuff. He loves being a Red and I feel like this city has accepted him. I, I loved uh, what Lance said yesterday on the podcast, talking about how if he is here in Cincinnati, he is one of the top guys as far as sports figures in this town. I mean, w- would you argue with that? If you, if you look at the Cincinnati sports landscape with the Reds, the Bengals, FC Cincinnati, the Bearcats, Xavier, all of that stuff, can you honestly tell me that he's not top two? I mean, it's obviously an argument with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is probably the top guy. But Trevor Bauer's not far behind. The swagger and the success that he had in 2020 just vaulted him up that list. And there's basically, I mean, I think whenever you're successful like that, fan base is put up with a lot. So his personality can shine through. Whether you like it or not off the field, you loved what he did on the field. And you could be okay with what happened off the field. I, I, I personally didn't mind it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that it really does not matter where he goes. He's not going to be one of those guys that gets intimidated by the bright lights of New York or L.A. or something like that. Or the, the media attention that he will garner in a much bigger city than Cincinnati. He himself is his own media market. He's like his own media company. So he has no problem with that, which is another reason why it's it's hard for me to say that the Reds are a favorite. The Reds are really a dark horse to sign him and keep him for 2021 and beyond. I, I, I don't see the Reds being able to pony up a multi-year deal. If they are able to offer him anything, it'll be one more year. I think there's plenty to keep him here as far as things that uh, aren't dollar signs. I mean, you look at... Obviously, he loves pitching under Derek Johnson as pitching coach. He loves working with Caleb Cotham. He's really good friends with Kyle Bodie. He's worked with him for years, even before he was a Red and before Kyle Bodie was in the organization. So he's got people here and teammates that he likes, teammates that he says he gets along with as well. Plus, you've also got the just excitement around the Reds in general. This is a baseball town. But even more than that, the Reds are in a period of contention, a period of expectation. We're out of the doldrums that were 2014, really, uh, through 2019. Now we're in a period that we should expect wins from this franchise. And that's something that he has said that he wants. That's why he wanted to do one-year slash short-term deals only because he wanted to play for a contender. The Reds checked that box. The Reds check the box of an organization he can fit in with, an organization that he can get along with. And let's be honest, if he comes back to the Reds, who says that he's not the top player? 
Who says that he is not the face of the Reds in 2021? I mean, he's probably got an argument with Eugenio Suarez, but as far as best player, it's Trevor Bauer. And I don't think that that's close. So there's plenty of reasons to stay. But the biggest reason, and the one that gives me plenty of pause and makes me think that we should just celebrate 2020 and not go crazy over the fact that Trevor Bauer won't be a Red in 2021 is how many numbers, how many zeros, what kind of numbers are before those zeros that the Reds put on the dotted line. Because I don't think it's going to be as much as some other teams. And Trevor's going to have to weigh the other options on top of the money. So we'll see how that all goes. Like I mentioned, Dark Horse is where I put the Reds in terms of being able to re-sign him. But it was a phenomenal 2020. And what should be the Reds' first Cy Young Award winner in franchise history. It's been way too long, folks. We're talking about the oldest franchise in Major League Baseball has never had a Cy Young Award winner. It's time. And Trevor Bauer is that guy. All right, that'll do it for us here this week on the podcast. Coming up next week, we're going to do some more player-focused episodes like this, reviewing players' 2020s, looking ahead at 2021. And we're also going to talk about some possible moves that the Reds can make, some guys that they should be looking at. And Throwback Thursday returns next Thursday as well. And we'll have more interviews as well. So make sure you're subscribed. That way you don't miss any episode of the Locked On Reds podcast this offseason. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And check out LockedOnReds.com for even more content on the block. And hit me up, 513-549-0159. In fact, I'm going to lead off Monday's show with a Jeff's Junk Mail segment. So get your questions in, get your reactions in. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you think the Reds will re-sign Trevor Bauer. Let me know on the Lockdown Reds line. But that'll do it for us here this week. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy some football, and I will see every – or talk to you. I won't see you, but I'll talk to you on Monday. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.